up on Sundays, I can't get enough But I love all the structure and grooves we have worn Honest, like in my cup, survival's my only love And I won't have no world that could end when I'm gone What games is that a sin when there's no fear and falling in All these kids think Another edition of KGUP Presents right here on Indie TV Channel 140 on the Universe Network. I'm your host Chris Cuneo and we're super excited to have another band join us today. Uh, they're not just a great alt indie band to listen to, they're also environmentally active. So with us today we have Skylar Funk from The Trapdoor Social. Skylar, thank you for joining us here. My Welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so, first off, so people who are not familiar with music, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, you know, where are you coming from? Where are you originally from? Cool. Uh, I'm Skylar Funk. Uh, I grew up in the Seattle area, east of uh, Seattle, in a little town called Woodenville, Washington. Cool. Um, which is now coming up as like a winery and brewery and yeah, alcohol. It is. Yeah. Chateau Saint-Michel <laughs> yeah. is there and Red Hook Brewery is right across the street and that was all like a mile from where I grew up. I never thought anything of it but uh, it's kind of blowing up now for that reason. Cool. Otherwise that town's barely on the map but yeah. it, was a, it was a lovely place to grow up. Uh, but I've been in Southern California now for 13 years. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I get I go visit my pops uh, and when I can but uh, but I'm I'm really an Angelino now. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then as far as your bandmates, mm -hmm. where are they from? Uh, so Trapdoor Social uh, was founded by myself and Merritt Graves, who uh, is from Iowa City, uh, and our other um, bandmate uh, right now, Louis Gonzalez, uh, plays guitar, is from the Valley right mm -hmm. here. Uh, Merritt and I met in college. Uh, found Louis a couple of years later. Um, since then, uh, we've had different drummers and bassists uh, come and go. We got a couple of really great guys right now playing with us. But uh, to be honest, they've changed names so many times. I'm hesitant. Like by the time this airs, I don't know who's going to be yeah. playing drummer bass for us. <laughs> it's been a mess. But as far as uh, formulating the band, like when 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 was your actual date of being a band, you would you say? Tail end of 2011. Awesome. Merritt and I got right. together and, um, you know, decided to, to start a band. We had met in college both doing environmental studies. We were uh, getting a degree in environmental analysis at Pomona. Uh. And we, you know, got to know each other in school well enough to know that we were both interested in music, uh, in writing songs. And, um, as well as the environment. And passionate about that. But of course, yeah, we also had that in common. We were yeah. both really interested in finding ways to push the needle on uh, on, on our legacy um, as a generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the band was founded on the understanding that it would be, of course, a, a creative project, a musical project, but also 
fundamentally a platform uh, to to try to affect change. Awesome. Uh, for sustainability. Outreach too. Yeah, and and you know, for me, my main um, work in that field is is about sustainability, clean energy, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. But merit also uh, brings great focus about other existential risks like. Um, Artificial intelligence, nuclear oh, weapons. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, we we just, you know, we've read a few things. Even since college, we've read a few things uh, about human evolution and, and and human psychology that just outline how how crazy it is that we are just a couple percentage of DNA away from chimpanzees. Yeah, and, yeah. And we are as smart as we are. We are not really wired to think. Um, a long term or to think about the future yeah. uh, or to uh, you know really grasp the the scale of um, suffering that we can cause yeah. uh, with actions like uh, warfare or nuclear weapons or, exactly. or destroying the environment yeah. we're just we just didn't evolve to deal with that kind yeah. of problem and it's and it's just not climate change isn't giving anyone a fight-or-flight reaction right now Yeah, exactly uh, and it may never until you're living on a coastline that's yep. erased by rising waters but like you know it's just hard for us to wrap our heads around yeah. it and and so we um, are on some kind of a mission to uh, speak that message and, and and see if we can just promote uh, change for a better future. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. That's really good. Well, that's you. super deep, too. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of deep, I mean, like, going into that, uh, I'm thinking now, Trapdoor Social, this name's got to go pretty deep, too. So where, how did you guys arrive to that? It's, um, it's a funny, weird little thing. Uh, the idea to paint a picture might be like an underground gathering of mm -hmm. your favorite philosophers, um, thinkers, writers, uh, performers, um, personalities, past or present, in a room under a swinging light, just playing cards and mm -hmm. uh, shooting the breeze. Can I swear on this? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting the shit. Yeah, and, shooting the shit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that might be a trap. Yeah. Social. Okay. It's, cool. Uh, All right. It's just a little um, image that kind of tickled us, and and uh, you know, plus it helped that. Uh, that, that that band name was available. Yeah. You can't say that for a lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> now we know. Now we know where Here it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know we've been playing your music uh, since yeah, as early as uh, maybe even prior to like 2014. Oh, and I one of the the That's one of yeah back. yeah one of the first songs we were playing was uh, Science of Love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and you you know you're familiar with that. And we still play it to this day actually. That's amazing. Yeah, um, I wrote that, and it definitely has some of these messages wrapped in it. Yeah, he's so he's writing that exactly. Yeah. So, would you say like w was that one of your songs to get you guys the exposure you wanted, or to push you out there? As or far like, as what, how it was successful for yeah. our career, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't uh, move the needle for us that much. I would say uh, more more successful songs. You know, commercially for us as a band, have been like away, away or yeah, exactly. fine on my own. Uh -huh. um, I mean, it, it was a good one. It got on the radio a, a handful of places, and and some people still love that song, and we we love that. Yeah. Um, but man, it, it was tough. We 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 did radio promotion for years. Um, you know, as a main strategy pr pr to promote our music, yeah. and it was uh, it was good, and we learned a lot, and we gained ground in some cool ways but it uh it didn't end up panning out as far as like what it costs to do radio promotion and what the odds are 
uh, for an independent band these days to, yeah. to break into a major uh -huh. radio play when that industry it has shrunk to a point uh, so much because losing market share to other exactly. formats and stuff like that. Exactly. That ra independent radio stations, one after another after another, sell to major conglomerates mm -hmm. like uh, Cumulus or Clear Channel, mm -hmm. fire off half the staff, tighten the playlist to the same 25 songs yeah. that every other channel on their you know, mm -hmm. brand is, is playing. And, uh, and there's even, you know, basically, effectively payola agreements between major labels and those radio stations mm -hmm. to make sure that their artists get the air. And there's just no space in it anymore for yeah. a, a little indie artist, you know. For us tiny guys. You're not going to break a yeah. little indie band on the radio. Yeah. And, and it took us a little while to learn that. We tried for about five or six years. We were driving circles around the country, you know, going to meet radio programmers yeah. Yeah. And, and promoting our music through radio. And like, again, we met some incredible people and, and, and had great experiences getting to do it. Play some great shows through mm -hmm. stations and great connections. But that was just, uh, that was tough and, it, and it's a strategy we don't have the money to, to spend yeah. on anymore. Yeah. I speak in our promotion and, and, and getting out and exposure. I know after that, a year later, you guys worked with a, um, was that a high school band? Yeah. For the pride, yeah, it was the pride of uh, Mesa, Mesa Ridge. Ridge. Yeah. yeah, and then the song that's most popular for that is the Final Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that? How did you guys end up collaborating? What started that? That collaboration. So actually, that was a fruit of a radio uh, relationship. Uh, there was a station in Colorado Springs called called <laughs> RXP. Yeah, called, uh, called RXP. Um, <laughs> love you, Colorado. And. Mm -hmm. uh, they supported us for years. They were playing our, our songs and, and being an amazing um, outlet for us to, to reach ears uh, in that town. Mm -hmm. And we always passed through there on tour and um, we had built up a little nice little fan base there. And one of the DJs at that station um, named Jim, great guy, uh -huh. uh, had a kid in band camp one time when we were passing through. And we had a day off. Uh, on that tour and he invited us to uh, to go visit Bandcamp uh, and you know play a couple songs for the kids and, and shake some hands and you know, yeah maybe cool some fans yeah. Or whatever. now yeah. I was a major band geek uh, spent my oh, there you got a little history behind Skyler all right yeah, band geek oh yeah Dude, I, was, <laughs> I was president of the marching band which meant nothing except that I was the biggest nerd I mean I wanted to be I wanted to give yeah. it all, baby. I loved it. I loved that life. And uh, you got some band camp stories there. Right? No. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, so to me, that was an exciting opportunity. And you know, we hit it off with the director and those kids. And um, I was inspired shortly after to to try to do a collaboration and record that band and oh, that's put that cool. sound on a yeah. song. And I had just written Fine on my own. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it was clearly the uh, a good match for it with those big hits. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. I know sounds, I yeah. needed the big brass. Yeah, and I, that yeah. was perfect. And um, so we went back. Uh, uh, 2014 would have been probably mm -hmm. later that year and recorded that band. Um, you know, did a, did a show in that town. Uh, a Christmas show with Mr. Wives and uh, some cool bands and, and uh, Wives, okay. yeah, and 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 then released that song. Uh, the they they played it first on RXP. Yeah, piped it through the PA at that yeah. school uh, when it came out. Uh, the whole thing was was just magical. Those kids were so much fun to work with. Oh, that's so cool. And that's then awesome. The real blast 
since then has been the the collaborations in our live shows around that song. So oh, for a couple okay, years yeah, after that, yeah. we were working with other high school other marching high school. bands to perform it live. Oh, that's cool! So yeah, yeah. For three different uh, towns, three different high school bands in Colorado, and then three bands here in LA. We worked with Venice High, Inglewood High, uh -huh. South Pasadena High, and they totally be your back band like the they holy they that show is up awesome in uniform they march out for the last song wow that is they, that is an awesome play along show with us and the, every time i got to create that experience it was just magic because you're in a crowd you're watching a band you know and then the fourth wall is broken you're in the middle of a concert yeah you know a high school band here and yeah. these kids playing along in the big sound and it, it's it, it's just been a blast yeah uh, and then that evolved uh, about a year ago. Um, we had met Top Shelf Brass Band out of Riverside. Mm -hmm. Now these are some grown-up band nerds. And yeah. They can play the socks yeah. off of those horns. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, I met them running a solar-powered stage at a festival and th that they played on. People just come out of the woodwork when they start playing and just yeah. dancing in the groove. And I've always been a, a brass band fan. You yeah. Know, the kind of New Orleans vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just the energy of that music i found it magic and so to meet that band was like oh smokes these guys are right here in town yeah uh we booked them at sunstock which was the solar powered music and art festival that we ran for the last three mm -hmm. years uh put them on our stage and then when we performed they came up as our horn section mm -hmm. and they paid and they played uh fine on my own and they also played our new song hold me down which yeah. has some horns on it yeah uh and and that was a blast and then we played the teragram in march they came up again as our horn section and we played nina simone feeling good oh that's cool yeah yeah that sounded amazing it was huge dude it was the most fun like it was incredible and then since then we've worked with uh two other brass bands one that toured uh, Europe with us when we opened for the B-52s this summer. We found a brass band in uh, UK who was willing to tour with us and be our horn section. Wow, that's cool. And okay. then uh, we worked with uh, another band here called Final Boss Brass Band. Uh, I started talking to LALA Brass as well. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we see them on November and I'm trying to record a song with Top Shelf right now to record that cover. Uh, the whole thing just has kicked the show up a level. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no doubt. Like, as a again, uh, it's just a joy to, to yeah. put the horns out and then yeah. the energy on stage comes up because you know the horns come out it's the last three songs mm -hmm. we do a little choreography the energy is huge the guys look great the sound is incredible um it's just been ne the next level for us and it's just been incredible that's fun. that's great yeah. speaking of, of like uh, the, how you mentioned the solar everything like are you on the side or anything like that getting the you and yourself with the band getting involved with like being more active taking movement in the environment or so yeah so you know among our efforts um, mm -hmm. since the beginning like I said we wanted to try to affect change in that in that area of the world um, one of our efforts was to uh, start playing solar powered shows we did that yeah. with a solar generator that is actually parked down the street <laughs> right now I'll, I'll tell you why in a second <laughs> Uh, but it's a trailer that we pack all our gear into, tour, tour the country with that, and it's got solar panels on top, batteries yeah. inside, a three and a half kilowatt inverter. That is cool. And can pay out more than enough power for yeah. a little show or festival. That is way um, cool. So we started doing that on tour around the country. Uh, actually, I think it was a solar show the first time that we played for that high school. I think that was our first time using uh -huh. it for a lot to make live music. And then um, we. Uh, 
uh, uh, came back to LA and figured like, well, we ought to, uh, obviously got to have a hometown solo yeah. show. Yeah. Which, you know, I'd been plugged into the movement and volunteering with uh, the Sierra Club, uh, SoCal 350, Food and Water Watch, organizations like that who are out there, uh, you know, on, on the front lines trying to um, work on our climate legacy. And, and so for me, when we started organizing an event, it grew pretty quickly from just being like a little concert to being what we wanted pretty to be a big deal yeah, yeah. for all these organizations for, yeah. and anybody who was interested in, in promoting sustainability yeah. who we could also intermingle with the music scene, the art scene, exactly. and try to just create a positive space where people can go out, celebrate together, be a community. Yeah. Um, you know, I always, yeah, I, I feel like the movement uh, is it just needs something. Well, speaking of like hanging up the gloves, technically, I don't know if you can see it. Maybe because did that give you more leeway time to your new music? Absolutely. Right? And since I, October, you know, we've been going, you know, for the last year now, basically, we've been going pretty hard uh, on music w without Sunstock to, mm -hmm. to distract me. Um, and that, I think, has, has opened some doors, you know. The, yeah. Because you guys have, some, I mean, the, obviously the new singles, the, the lie, and like right. you get the truth, and then it's yeah. uh, I, so. Are we looking for another? Are we looking towards like another album, maybe? Oh or, yeah. yeah. So so these singles have been coming out: "Hold Me Down," "Truth," "The Lie," "The Move." Uh -huh. um, these are going to be on an album, probably come out 2020, early early next year, because we're really enjoying. We're getting a kick out of yeah. dropping each song. Yeah, like, that's what I noticed. Yeah, yeah we used to one do ahead a, time. Teaser, yeah, teaser. Yeah, right. We used to do like one or two songs and yeah. the singles, here's the album. Yeah. But like these days, uh, every time you drop a song or drop music, you uh, you know, can go to Spotify and you know, push exactly. that song and if it gets enough listens then uh, Discover Weekly will pick it up and show it to a bunch of new people mm -hmm. and now, you know, your numbers are growing yeah. and, and you're meeting new listeners and we need that. And yeah. so uh, we've been getting more mileage out of dropping these songs individually. We're really excited to That's give great. each one a moment yeah, in the good. sun. Yeah. And that has caused us to keep kicking back the yeah. arms like, ah, let's keep putting out songs. Yeah. This is going all right. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, you know, what I've been doing with the extra time, I think since Sunstock, uh, been doing a ton of writing after this oh, album, good. you know, yeah. you're, you're gonna, we're gonna, pretty soon we're gonna be recording in about three weeks. We're gonna start hitting the studio, uh, for new material that would, you know, come out after this album. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, we got to work on the live show a ton. Like we pushed really hard to, uh, into the Terragram show for, mm -hmm. that was K-Rock Locals Only Fest. We pushed really hard, um, you know, to get into this B-52's opening. Yeah, thing that's and, way cool. Uh, to yeah. Toured Europe and the UK with them. It was an incredible opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that stuff would have come, you know, if, if we weren't focused 100% on music. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the ground that we're gaining in the live show um, and, and the songwriting, uh, I think, hopefully, will show, mm -hmm. you know, some, some, some forward movement. Uh, yeah now that we're so much more yeah. focused on it and again i'm super grateful to have gotten to you know give it our best with sunstock and i i think we needed to try that and see um you know but it, it was not meant it didn't take off the way that we needed it to uh we didn't get quite as much help as we needed and uh you know so for now it's music now yeah. like we could see picking it back up, especially, you know, you look at, isn't it uh, the Mowgli's that run um, that festival? 
something to uh, something something. It'll edit that to make me say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, you know, it's like a band with a, a, a bit more clout might have an easier time, uh, you know, heading up a festival. Yeah. And, and if it, we can yeah. come back in a few years with a bit more uh, wind in our sails and exactly say, right, know, call up some bigger bands and say like, hey, do us this favor, come play. Forces combined. Like yeah. Yeah. It's like I think we'll I think we we'll try again if we can. Yeah. 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 Speaking of touring, uh, now I, I obviously you guys tour a lot, um, you know, here in the states and also internationally. Do you have a favorite place that you've been to that you love performing at? Oh man! Put you on the spot right That's here. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I I love I love saying that uh, just to co or comment on kind of how you said that is that because we did do that European tour this summer. Yeah. Besides that, the only reason, the only international tour that we've done before. Was that we'd always we'd done laps around the U.S. Yeah. Especially with the radio promo since 2013 to 17, we mm -hmm. just just going going, and we'd always dip our toe over the border to play. Just a little, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit Seattle, my hometown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then hit Vancouver and be like, that was an international yeah, yeah. tour, ladies and <laughs> So I will, I will agree. We have been touring yeah. internationally for years, um, and um, of course, I love playing my hometown. Of course, I love. Uh, Hitting stuff like um, New York and Colorado Springs, you know that where we had such a amazing fan base there. Uh, love going to New Orleans. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like my one of my favorite places, just as far as like the flavor of that place. Oh like, yes, you can of drink course. in the streets. They got brass Southern Comfort. Yeah, exactly. Music playing everywhere. Yeah. Hot sauce yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I'm a big hot sauce yeah. guy. <laughs> Uh, so uh, ask me about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know, and I, I would love that. I mean, our shows in New Orleans were attended by almost nobody. So I wouldn't say that was like the best place yeah. to play, but it was yeah. amazing to be yeah. there. Uh, but I'd say if I had to just say one answer um, to that question, uh, it would have to be Paris. At we really, played, we played the Olympia Hall. Mm -hmm. In Paris, and that's a legendary venue, and that's super badass. Or was it like to, to be there for a sold-out crowd that came to see B52s, and to play there? And I, I studied abroad in France and have, have kept up my French. So just to get to yeah, just express <laughs> my love for the place and the people yeah. over there, that was nuts, man. Those people uh, just uh, were. They know how to have a good warm. time. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. I think, just reacted. I mean. I, I was able to give them a lot of love in their native language and, and, mm -hmm. and they gave us a lot of love right back and it was absolutely incredible. And cool. Yeah, awesome. Nuts. Let's do the generic questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the ones we ask all the time to artists. Um, so growing up, your uh, biggest influences, like who are your biggest influences artists? Who do you look to? Inspiration. Growing up, the, the bands teaching me what song writing is and, and what music were was um, mostly alternative rock in the 90s. I was listening okay. to uh, 107.7 The End in Seattle, and I was hearing uh, Death Cab for Cutie and Radiohead and Third Eye Blind, mm -hmm. Cake, and Jimmy Eat World, mm -hmm. and um, stuff like that. Uh, I still, you know, I still think those are some of my biggest influences. That lit the fire for you? Oh yeah, and as far as just like what, you know, as far as rock, you know, music that—that's just the, the the bricks I'm built of. Yeah. Um, you know, since then I've I've gone off, and I always listen to some random stuff. But you know, I've gone off into you know brass band music, you know, uh, uh, 
some some hip hop here and there, mm-hmm. like Macklemore, especially. Mm-hmm. That guy's got a message, and mm-hmm. I respect yeah. the hell out of that. Um, and uh, and you know, like folk. I love Bon Iver and uh, stuff like that. You know, this more down tempo uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that I definitely grew up on. 90s so rock. is it safe to assume that if because uh, our next question is if there is anybody you'd want to play next to you would that be somebody from the 90s then like, oh, right here, right? shoot like if you're to pick like, one be open for cake or yeah, like, right. uh, uh, third eye blind yeah. or uh, you know I know like Radiohead's probably selling bigger houses but I, I could go for one of those bands yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> man that would be incredible so any plans for the summer? Well, let's see. Gee, Besides I, music. Yeah, see, okay, like. well, mm, mm, mm. So. You mean the fall? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's been yeah, the summer. It's been, yeah. I think it's kind of always the summer <laughs> yeah. here, isn't it? Right. Um, it's always sunny in California. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. Uh, but like, you know, I'm I'm just home. I'm, I'm writing a lot, uh, you know, writing sessions. I'm... Uh, I'm going to Mexico for a wedding a few weeks. That's going to be awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, That'll be fun. Uh, and um, I'm making hot sauce all the time. How far can I move in this thing? Can I just uh, yeah, show yeah, you sure. something here? Let me just mess up the layout of your... into the magic bag. Magic, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, don't, I basically don't, don't go anywhere without uh, this. Look at that. We have a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah. Oh my God. I was just going to say, before we close out, Give a shout out to your your hot sauce, your I favorite hot sauce. What is this? Yes, there you go. <laughs> I've been selling hot sauce for like four <laughs> years. There it is. And it's fun as hell. I was, I was exactly going to tell you, plug away, man. That, but, uh, this is Uncle Sky's popular demand. Uh-huh. Okay, um, it is a sweet potato chipotle oh, that blend great. with yeah. homegrown fermented peppers from my yard that I put in there, and. Uh, you know, this is a little gift to the station. And where, and where can we find this? Uh, at, where can the, where at, can the viewers find this? Uncle Skies on Instagram or okay. Facebook or uh, Twitter, stuff like that. I got the socials up for it. Um, and uh, that's just, I mean, I'm addicted to the hot I'm yeah. addicted to the burn. Like, I need I need it to burn me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you need to feel love, the burn. Feel the burn. Endorphins happen. Yeah, and yeah. The flavor is awesome. And I just like... I'm having a good time when that's happening. Get so your metabolism up. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I've been just doing that for years and started making my own in maybe 2014. Oh, okay. 13, 14, yeah. and then started selling it a little while later. Uh, that's that's just a, a fun hobby. Awesome. Uh, and it makes for good merch, you know. We're selling, like, you know, we got T-shirts and CDs and hot sauce. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, did you just say hot sauce? Yeah, come <laughs> by the merch table. <laughs> Uh, so like that's pretty fun um, yeah that's 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 my jam awesome well thanks again Skylar for joining us today man and my great pleasure. having us having you here thank you so much for having Anytime, me time man appreciate right. it thank you so much thanks again for joining us that was Trapdoor Social I'm your host Chris Cuneo tune in next time as we have another great band right here on KGU Presents Indie TV channel 140 on the Universe Network peace